ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد so it is mentioned in a hadith of the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam whereby he mentions that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said ya ibadi inni harramtu adh-dhulma 'ala nafsi وجعلته بينكم محرما فلا تظالموا that oh my servants I have made ظلم oppression حرام upon myself and I have made it حرام between yourselves so do not oppress one another in this narration we hear and we learn about the issue of dhulm, of oppression. And what is important to note is clearly that Allah has informed us of the impermissibility of dhulm. And dhulm linguistically when they explain it it means to put something outside of its place to take something outside of where it should be to do something in a way that it shouldn't be done that is ظلم. so here Allah has prohibited that we fall into dhulm, into oppression. But the question is, what is oppression exactly? What is dhulm that we've been prohibited from? The scholars have mentioned that there are three types of dhulm. Three types of oppression. The first type and the greatest type of dhulm that a person can do is the dhulm, the oppression between yourself and your Lord. The oppression that you do between yourself and your Creator. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that type of dhulm is the dhulm of shirk that a person associates partners alongside Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala calling upon others besides Allah calling upon the dead in their graves calling upon the so-called awliya of Allah calling upon others besides Allah, committing shirk, worshipping others besides Allah, then that is the greatest form 
of oppression. Indeed, shirk is a great dhulm. So that is the highest level of oppression, highest level of dhulm that you commit against Allah by committing shirk and not being upon tawheed. And the ruling for that type of dhulm, if you commit it and die without seeking forgiveness from it, then the ruling for that dhulm is that you will remain in the hellfire forever. The one who commits the dhulm of shirk, the major shirk, and dies without repentance, then the ruling is that he will be in the hellfire forever. Inna Allah la yaghfiru an yushraka bih. That Allah does not forgive that you commit shirk with him. Then the second type, of dhulm is the dhulm that a person does between himself and others oppression to other people by backbiting them by spreading stories on amima regarding them by lying to them or about them slandering them, beating them, taking their wealth, their property, deceiving them, cheating them, oppressing other people in whatever form that oppression may be. This is the second type of dhulm, the dhulm that you do to other people. And on the day of judgment, the ruling of this type of dhulm if you oppressed others, did dhulm to others, and died without repenting or returning their rights, then the ruling upon this dhulm on the day of judgment is that it will also not be forgiven until, until the rights are returned. And how will those rights be returned? As it mentions in the hadith, when the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, أَتَدْرُونَ مَنِ الْمُفْلِسِ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ Do you know who the bankrupt one is on the day of judgment? قَالُوا مَنْ لَا دِرْهَمَ وَلَا دِينَارَ لَهُ They said the one who doesn't have any money, the one who doesn't have any coins, any gold or silver, bankrupt. But the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told them, لَيْسَ كَمَا تَظُنُّونَ It's not what you think. The bankrupt one on the day of judgment will be a person who used to do worship. But at the same time, he used to basically do dhulm to other people. That he used to take the rights of this one and abuse that one and steal from this one. He used to abuse the people, do dhulm to people. So on the day of judgment, those people that he did dhulm to, that he oppressed, they will come one by one 
and they will begin taking his good deeds from him. Taking his good deeds for themselves to make up for the dhulm he had done to them in this world. Then the next person will come and take some good deeds for the dhulm he had done to him in this world. Then the next person will come and take some and the next person all of the ones that he did dhulm too, they will come and take the good deeds away from him to make up for the dhulm that he did to them and never repented and never returned their rights. Until in the end, all of his good deeds, they run out. But there are still people waiting to get their rights back from him. There are still others he had done dhulm too. So how will they get their rights back now that all of his deeds have run out, his good deeds? They will take some of their evil deeds and cast them upon him. Lighten their own burden of evil deeds and throw some upon him into his balance, his accountability in order to make up for the dhulm that he done to them in this world. So this is the second type of dhulm, the oppression that you do to others. So know that on the day of judgment, that dhulm, it will be balanced. Those people who you oppressed, they will come and they will take their rights on that day. So if you have oppressed or you have wronged, then take the opportunity now to rectify. Then the third type of dhulm, the third type of oppression, is the dhulm that a person does between himself and himself. Dhulm that you do to yourself, oppression that you do to yourself. But how does a person oppress himself? That is through sinning. Because when you sin and you are disobedient to Allah, then you are putting yourself in line for punishment and if you're putting yourself in line for punishment because of sins you're doing then you're oppressing yourself you're oppressing yourself to get yourself punished in the afterlife by doing these sins now so when you sin and you are disobedient to Allah then you're oppressing yourself you are oppressing yourself to the Because you are now making a possibility of yourself being punished. Punished for those sins you're doing. So that is oppression to yourself if you sin. These are the three categories of oppression. The third category there, what is the ruling on that one on the day of judgment? The scholars have mentioned... If you oppressed yourself, you did sins, then on the day of judgment, it is possible you may still be forgiven for that and allowed to pass 
but it is possible you may be punished for those sins that you did. As it is said, under the will of Allah on that day. So that is the third category of dhulm, the oppression that a person does to himself, and they are the usatul muwahideen, the sinners from the people of Tawheed. These three categories, all three of them are impermissible for a person to engage in, and that is directly taught in the hadith when Allah says, Ya ibadi inni haramtu dhulma ala nafsi. O my servants, I have made dhulm haram upon myself. Waja'altuhu baynakum muharrama fala tadalamu. And I have made it haram between yourselves upon you. So do not oppress one another. Do not engage in the dhulm against your Lord. Do not engage in the dhulm against others. And do not engage in the dhulm against yourself. That is the advice and the order in fact. And the command in fact. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us. So it is important to bear it in mind on the day of judgment that justice will be done between all, even the goat that had horns, that oppressed the one that did not have horns, then on the day of judgment the justice will be done between them. So what therefore of the humans, the justice will certainly be done. The scholars, they even mention Al-Qantarah, As-Sirat, the bridge that everybody has to cross over to get to paradise, thinner than a hair, sharper than a sword, with claws upon it, slippery dark. At the end of that bridge, or possibly beyond that bridge, is the place known as Al-Qantarah. And some of the scholars say that is another bridge after As-Sirat. And that, they say, is the place where mutual rights are returned. Imagine there was somebody who did wrong to another and he had done wrong to him. So both have to return to each other. They say that is the place the mutual rights are returned to. Every right will be returned. There is nothing you can do and get away with it. There is no oppression, no wrong that you can try and do and get away with it. If you have done so, then return those rights now before the time comes when those rights will forcibly be taken from you. And on that day, there will be no opportunity or no affordability for anybody to lose any of their good deeds or to take on the bad deeds of others. So we'll conclude upon that short reminder for tonight. وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين